Welcome to Evolutionary Exchanges, a podcast from Evolution Partners, which dives deeper into the lives of our team and guests. Our goal is to go beyond what you can find online and to introduce you to our firm and some of the issues that we're helping to address. You'll hear about some of the extraordinary work they're involved with, as well as gaining insight into who they are. Hello and welcome to Evolutionary Exchanges. My name is Sita and today I'm joined by Hong Kong Managing Partner and Head of Health and Wellness, Bob Chapman. Hi. And Hong Kong Consultant, Alexandra Murray-Takon. Hi. Today we're going to be discussing the third instalment of our Health and Wellness series where we're going to focus on um, mental health and wellness. So we recently put out a white paper on LinkedIn, so do give that a read if you're interested. But today we're going to be discussing uh, the current problems associated with mental health and the role of financial services firms and what more they can do to mitigate the problems that we outline. So Alexandra, um, do you think you could give us a kind of quick overview about our Health and Wellness series so far? Yeah, so um, so far we've kind of discussed, um, or we have discussed, physical and financial health and well-being. Um, I think it's important to note that physical, mental, and financial health and well-being are, you know, very highly kind of integrated um, within one another. You're definitely not mutually exclusive. So we're kind of building upon that to discuss, you know, how we need to change and evolve globally, but also kind of in a sense with financial services to act as a platform um, in ways that we can kind of like mitigate mental health crises and lack of well-being, improve physical um, health and wellness, um, and most importantly, financial health and wellness, um, and just set people up for a healthier looking future. So post-COVID, I think, you know, unfortunately, we're seeing a much larger prevalence or much larger sort of um, reports of mental illness and um, struggles associated with mental health, especially with kind of lockdowns implemented. Um, I saw a statistic online from the World Health Organization saying that both anxiety and depression have risen by 25%. So I think the problem kind of boils down to the fact that there are significant gaps in care pertaining to mental health. And I think this needs to be addressed. Um, And I think financial services firms are in a really great position to mitigate these problems and can kind of create a business opportunity in doing so. So can you speak a little bit more about kind of the links between mental, physical and financial health? You know, you mentioned that earlier and why financial services firms are in a really great position to to sort of tackle these problems. Yeah, so I mean, again, like we had in Hong Kong, um, we actually have kind of a, a slight mental health crisis. Depression, anxiety have increased by over... 42 to 43% um, given the outbreak of COVID and that was without um, even having a mandated lockdown. I guess it won't be kind of a one-size-fits-all cure, but to be able to provide people with access to specific trainings, basically giving people access to um, ways in which they can better their lifestyle, which in turn can help you know produce more serotonin, say if you're exercising, and kind of start this positive um, cycle uh, that kind of self-perpetuates. I mean, you know, you're not going to get, you know, count like a counselor or a therapist through, you know, from your bank <laughs> at your local teller per se. Um, but what they will do is provide kind of a, a web um, of support that could be 
kind of used to help people seek out help through insurance um, and have it discounted and just basically make it more accessible. We need to destigmatize depression and anxiety because they are so common in our society and and so often left unaddressed. Um, so a what we're trying to do in this movement is just bring awareness to the issue, normalize the issues, and also provide ways for people to get help and have it acknowledged within kind of our overarching financial services kind of systems where it kind of obviously in the uh, health and wellness sectors. I think that's, that's a really good point, Alexandra, actually, you've, uh, you've mentioned about um, normalizing and, um, and awareness education. And that's where if, if it's someone like your bank or your insurer who uh, consumers tend to, to uh, have quite low, high levels of trust in, uh, if they're uh, helping to educate and build awareness around uh, around mental health, which we understand is a bit of a problem. A lot of the issues are around uh, communicating and, and be, people are um, being aware that it is an issue and being able to then deal with it. Uh, if your bank and your insurer are actually discussing it, I think that's particularly helpful for bringing that issue to the fore, uh, meaning that um, people are then more comfortable, hopefully, to discuss it uh, more openly for a um, for a start, and then we can look at you know how you might uh, be able to deal with um, helping with uh, that mental health side of things. And then even in terms, kind of going off of that, in terms of you know something we discussed earlier today, but um, you know personalization of these insurance plans. If if these companies have really good insight into kind of how people are living, what's really impacting them, you know, to what extent we can encourage, you know, more physical activity or self-care through kind of any avenue, um, if it's therapy, if it's, you know, doing more exercise, if it's, you know, finding outlets um, to kind of release your stress. If, if these companies have better insight into kind of who their customers are, they're going to be able to provide a more personalized, customized programs in which kind of everyone is a winner. Yeah, and there's, there's so much research to, to show that mental health has a huge impact on both physical health and financial health. So it's in uh, financial services companies' interests to, uh, to assist on the mental health side because obviously it, it um, then promotes having uh, customers who are in a better financial position. So it's, it's, it's a win-win really for, for both sides. Uh, um, you know, and, and just, you know, if things are not going as well, so, you know, periods of poor mental health, people are more susceptible to lose control over their finances, and then, you know, their physical well-being will also go down. Um, and with that, those cycles are really hard to break and really hard to get out of. I think with COVID, that was really exacerbated and emphasized um, in, in a lot of ways, which is, you know, why we saw, you know, a huge spike in depression and anxiety um, because of this global instability left people feeling quite fragile and isolated. So what we want to do is kind of bring to the surface that actually things are okay. Like this is how we can change a cycle. We can snap out of this and, and really just help people kind of get control over what they might not have had previously through tools that weren't necessarily available then, but are, we're working on developing now. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important to recognize and sort of realize how important mental health is when influencing um, physical and financial well-being because you know as you mentioned before the unremitting cycle of you know having periods of poor mental health which means people lose control of their finances and that further strains your me mental health and that just becomes like a really really brutal downward spiral 
And, you know, there are so many statistics suggesting that mental illness is such a leading cause of disability and and other physical symptoms. So I think it'd be great to kind of discuss what financial services firms are currently doing, because I know that a lot of um, a lot of these um, companies have actually decided to engage in sort of preventative measures because of, you know, increased insurance claims when it comes to both mental and um, physical health. So, yeah, I think it'd be really great to discuss all of the kind of awareness and kind of mobile applications, for examples, that have been um, introduced by various, especially I'm, I'm more aware of kind of insurance companies doing this. But yeah, Bob, kind of, could you give us a little bit of an overview of what, what's currently happening? Yeah, of course. So for, uh, it, it's quite at an early stage, I say, when it comes to mental health, when you compare it to the other two topics we covered uh, previously, um, physical and, and financial health. But there are uh, financial services firms who, are, um, who are, are starting to do things in this area now, where, for example, an in- so let's take an example, like a health insurer, if they have a, if they have a platform which is promoting uh, physical health by encouraging you to get something like steps in they could they some of them we've seen are also starting to add elements of mental health in there so for example will will help by encouraging you to do meditation minutes or even link to um, well-respected meditation apps and, and kind of give you give you credit towards an overall health overall health score uh, depending on the um, depending on the amount of meditation say that you do in, in a given week uh, and that's you know backed by science uh, because there's plenty of research to show that if you meditate for a certain number of minutes each day or each week, there's significant mental health benefits. So it's uh, it's really using the really using the science and then trying to help build those uh, healthy habits on on the on the top of it in the same way that that uh, that these companies are trying to do with with both the financial um, financial health and physical health. So it's really good to see that it's coming in on the mental health side. A lot of it is also on, uh, as we've touched on earlier, on the on the the awareness and education side about what is important to mental health, what are the key attributes that, that make up kind of a healthy mind, um, which are you know things that you uh, or, are very similar to physical health, getting getting plenty of sleep, uh, eating healthily, getting enough exercise. Um, so, just being able to teach people that um, about you know the, the factors of that uh, impact mental health, and also going into detail about what happens if you are struggling with your mental health, giving avenues for where you might be able to go to or people you might be able to talk to about it. That that we're seeing a lot more insurers do do things on that front, where it's it's on that um, definitely on that awareness and education piece, uh, and kind of moving a little bit more, as I mentioned, into the uh, really tracking, encouraging certain. They're just having the first steps, I'd say, into into sort of the the tracking of things like meditation and. I think we'll see that evolve more in the uh, in the next few years. Yeah, I think the impact of kind of mindfulness and meditation is uh, definitely something that's been really recognised recently, and it's such a cheap and accessible sort of measure to implement um, in the workplace. I think a lot of employees have seen the benefit of just present and being, um, you know, being able to be more resilient to maybe unforeseen circumstances in the workplace and just generally being. Uh, more balanced. Well, you picked up on something that's really interesting there, Cita, actually. There's plenty of research that's come out recently to show that when companies have uh, mindfulness or meditation uh, platforms uh, in the, in their own firm, that it actually decreases quite significantly the number of um, sick days that, that employees have. Uh, so it shows that, you know, demonstrates that these, these platforms and programs often pay for themselves. And so insurers should be looking at these uh, the evidence like that and saying, well, actually, as part of our insurance off companies, um, is that not something that we uh, we could be we could be uh, including or adding as a as a benefit there because we can demonstrate the, the value that it brings straight away. So I think it may become even an expectation for 
um, for health insurers to provide these services in their, their corporate health solutions in the future. Yeah, I was actually just going to men- mention a similar thing, but um, the WHO, the WHO, reckons um, or reckons approximates uh, depression and anxiety alone costs approximately the global economy around $1 trillion annually due to the loss of productivity. So it just goes to show that if you prioritize kind of you know, every single employee's mental health um, and give them access and avenues to kind of self-betterment mentally that you will actually, as Bob just said, get kind of a return on investment in that respect. Yeah, that is, that's really interesting. It's unsurprising, but very, very interesting. I think it's about firms understanding that their people, their employees are their most important asset. You know, when when employees are happy, they're going to perform well and be productive. Um, but also it's important that financial services firms are making sure their customers are, are healthy and happy too um, through through the mechanism of mental health. Yeah, and it's in banks' interest really to have uh, their customers have decent finances, of course. And so one of the big levers of that is having decent mental health. So even if they can help a very small percentage of their customers um, with their mental health, it's going to have quite a big impact uh, on, on, on them, potentially on their bottom line. So... We've worked recently with with a uh, a bank who provide also provide insurance, and they they've had like, initial forays into uh, the education piece I mentioned earlier as their one of their one of their pillars as well as the, the physical and financial health is in that mental health side. So they can already see the importance of of, of awareness in uh, of, so people have that awareness of their own kind of uh, their own mental health um, and try, trying to keep it uh, keep it on a certain level and how to improve it. So. Uh, I'd say that the evidence that we have so far is not quite as uh, mature as it is for the the financial health or the physical health side yet in terms of those those levers because we're only just recently seeing some of our clients kind of make those forays into those areas but uh, I'm sure it will come and we've seen clients that, that believe in it and since the evidence is there of those of those links between between financial health and, and mental health, uh, I'm sure that we'll, we'll start to see real evidence uh, across those links once you, once, you, once you help to encourage your own customers' mental health. I kind of continue with that um, in saying that, you know, it will be the customers and the employees um, on both sides and kind of that will hopefully be a positive um, fluctuation cycle as well. Um, I was actually reading a report by Deloitte the other day that mentioned for every one US dollar spent on an employee's mental health or invested in an employee's mental health, there was a return of $4. So actually, you know, this is a smart investment decision if you kind of want to understand it um, from that perspective as well. So, you know, investing in your clients, investing in your employees will just hopefully lead to, you know, better productivity um, and more profitability. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, it's really, really clear that both parties are benefiting. This is a definitely mutually, um, you know, beneficial outcome. Uh, both employers and employees are going to reap the benefits of, of improving their mental health. Um, but I think it'd be great to sort of discuss, you know, Evolution Partners' role in this, kind of what have we been doing? What are we looking to do in the future? So I think, yeah, Bob, you're in a really great position to sort of um, tell us more about that. Sure. So we, we recently, I, I mentioned earlier, we, we were working with one one client who's um, a bank and an insurer, and uh, really we were helping them with the education and awareness piece of their, um, really of their customers. So 
we uh, it, it, I'd say it's quite early stages, um, but they were trying to use that to uh, to educate customers about the um, about mental health and the things they can do that the levers that they can they can pull to kind of improve that, or if they're feeling bad about it, where they could where they can go, yeah, various various sources um, that they can go to if they're not feeling great about their mental health. I think the the next step for for that client that we're gonna we're gonna look to work with is to really integrate that and reward little things that you can do like like meditation that I mentioned, uh, and also link it in with the the physical health piece too. So I think that we'll get to a point where if you, for example, meditate a certain number of minutes, then they'll give you a certain a certain reward. Now that could be could be a number of things depending on what your your company is, but that's the next point that I think we're we're looking to get to with uh, with this sort of with this sort of initiative. Um, but yeah, so far we've seen some pretty good progress, and uh, we're hoping to continue work with working with clients in this area. Lovely. Uh, well, I think it's been really great to go through the Health Mana series, not just today, um, but kind of when we also looked more closely at both financial and physical health too previously so to the listener uh, make sure you have a listen to those podcasts too if you haven't already but I think you know this is a really exciting area within financial services and I'm really looking forward to seeing what the new year holds and what Evolution Partners is going to do in 2023 regarding health and wellness Um, just as a reminder our health wellness series is all accessible on our LinkedIn so do have a look there to access our white papers but also to get some more insight on our company updates and news so uh, thank you to Bob and Alexandra and the listener for joining me today and I hope you join us on our next episode bye-bye